All right, good evening, morning, or whatever time of day it is. It is now 8.30, where I am, though, on a Sunday, again, a week later than it should be. A solid 60, nothing solid about this. The 16th of September, it's flying through the year, 2018. I don't really have a solid plan, either, about what I'm going to talk about. I'm sure I managed to fill it. Had some exciting changes this week. I managed to get a Dyson vacuum cleaner. That's been a huge uh, boon to my existence. Boon's a good thing, right? I don't remember the last time I got to use that word in a sentence. But uh, yeah, basically it's been a lot of fun. Uh, otherwise, shitload of work. I started doing a job where I'm driving to basically Wollongong and a little bit further actually, but um, who knows where Port Campbell is, huh? I think it's even further than that and it's off in the weeds. Like it's some back road behind a back road and suddenly there's this huge uh, development. Last time I was there, I was a bunch of news crews from the local Wynn, which is like a regional version of Channel 9, uh, reporting on it, so God knows what they're building. It doesn't even seem like the uh, the operators know. But it's huge, and I've taken much fuel. So I'm spending at least three hours in each time I go down there, plus another half hour wandering around trying to find the diggers that keep moving around. And I might be lucky to pump out 200 litres altogether. Bit of a waste of time, but they need the business, so we go where they send me. And yeah, at least I get to smash through my podcasts. I have been listening to, I was playing a bunch of YouTube clips and uh, some really cool stuff like with bizarrely long titles. There's about 10 or 12 different Border Force UK slash customs slash airport slash, you know, reality shows. And they can be all right until you watch someone get their cigarettes confiscated for the 17th time. The good ones are the immigration police trying to figure out if they're a student or not. And Nine times out of ten, they don't even know which school they're supposed to be going to, let alone the subject or what's in the subject. So that can be kind of uh, awkward, cringeworthy, fun, entertaining value to see. Someone completely squirm and then get sent home on a 20-hour flight. Though in the UK, it's weird. They seem to get given a lot of slack. Like the officials are all like, no, you can't come in. You, you're terrible. We're going to put you in a... They, they issue a lot of threats like, no, nah, we're sending you home. And then they appeal and just get some kind of weird uh, probationary reporting type thing where they just turn up every week and, yeah, end up staying anyway. Although I'll catch an absconder who's been running around for three or four years or sometimes 20 years uh, off the books and go, right, we're going to send you home. But because they can't find a passport, they just again make them report and of course they disappear like it's strange the amount of effort and money they spend on catching them it's like a catch and release thing it does seem like a bit of a merry-go-round uh but then i came across another show called see if i get this right if you can't pay we will take it from you i'm gonna have to look that up actually pay we'll take it away so it kind of rhymes it's still ridiculously uh, stupid title but it's a fun show. Uh, and again, they're interrogating people. 90% of the time they start off pretending they're not the person that's named uh, on the court summons. or whatever. No, it's a writ from the high court, which is really not that high. It's just some local town. And they're like, yeah, you got to give us all the monies. And if you don't, we're going to take your car or anything in this house that uh, you can't prove is yours. So it could be their mum's house. It could be their best mates. Anywhere they're staying that is on the form, is their address, it's all basically up for being grabbed by these large men who turn up and are surprisingly nice most of the time, but 
essentially they get to do what they want. Good to see in one of the cases where the guys are like, we totally are on the wrong end of this. You know, it's not fair. The guy that's issued the writ is uh, completely full of shit. And I did have time to glance down and notice that uh, at the end of the clip, it has a little subtitles that come up as the credits play. And it's like, yeah, they got their money back. The guy selling them was totally wrong. So it doesn't seem like it's hard enough to issue those writs. Like whoever goes to the high court seems to basically the judge will just approve it. So that's the hard thing about watching a lot of these people run around and, and get kicked out of homes or whatever it is. And it seems like they really copped a, an unfair shake of the stick. Uh, a lot of them though, they do really push it. Like guys that stayed in an apartment above, like it's a sealed off, locked off section of a house that uh, these people owned and were renting out and these guys just never paid the rent. And apparently they had a whole bunch of cars that they could have seized because they not only had to a victim, but they had to get money from them for the rent that's owed. And they went in and there was nothing there. So they knew it was coming. And all the cars that they apparently owned were somewhere else. According to the subtitles, it's not really subtitles, credit notes or whatever you want to say, uh, it's basically, they're still chasing up those cars. They keep moving around to different addresses. So It's like trivial as fuck, but I'd love to hear like the ongoing chase of uh, whether they got any of those cars. So it's a bit like those repo shows from America. I think it's called uh, Repo 91. What's the, I'm gonna have to Google that too. Operation Repo. Reality TV star Matt from the Operation Repo show. See, the problem with that is it's basically fake. It's a lot of dramatized reenactments of things that happened. And there's 11 seasons. It looks like it stopped in 2014. Pretty entertaining until you realize it's all put on. If I can find some trivia. All the trivia items are spoilers. Well, that's fine. It's a bloody... The show is canceled after rumors of it being staged. Yeah, so that's just something someone said. Uh, but it seems like that would have contributed to the uh, the cancellation. Oh, they got 14 years out of it. I mean, it was clearly staged. If It's like those pranks that they play about. There's one I saw on Facebook tonight. There was a guy that... Uh, Went up to a couple, asked the girl if she wanted to date him. The guy got all pissed off and said, you better back off, man. This is my girl. And she was just being like, what are, who are you? Get away from me. Walking around in a bikini of all things. He's near a beach, but like, yeah, to seems totally legit. And it, like, cause the guy's fully clothed. Like they haven't just both been to the beach. Like this guy's wearing long pants, long sleeves, a hat, glasses, like the whole thing. And she's in almost nothing. So I was like, well, oh, hang on. Normally if you're both going to the beach, you'd maybe be in boardies. He goes, all right, sorry, no, sorry to bother you. Goes over to his car, jumps in, revs the engine. It's a green lamb bikini. Same color as her bikini. She abandons her boyfriend, walks over. Oh, can I come with you? And he's all like, no, because you're just doing it for the car. Oh, owned bitch. And all these comments like, oh, that showed her. I sucked in. Oh, she deserved that. It's just every time I get online, I wonder at how these people are in better jobs, earning more money. Having a <laughs> so unfair. This stuff, they just swallow it, line, hook and sinker. And yeah, been carrying on the usual arguments with like alt-right people in that Sydney skeptics group. Apparently there's something in there today about Jewish people. What's, how are we going to deal with the Jewish problem? <laughs> like, I'm not even looking at it. I'm just going, no, no. Because, yeah, I tried and this guy just kept coming at me, at me with ridiculous shit. Like, there's no way I seem to be able to get through to them that the fact that most people in jails in America are black and that's not entirely down to them just being black. Like there's more to it than how do I put this right? 
That's the problem. I need to work on these skills of being able to communicate the real issues behind that incarceration. I can watch documentaries, I can listen to podcasts and know, read between the lines and inherently understand what it is. It's a combination of, to a degree, there's gang culture, but also there's lack of education. Well, as soon as I said that, because I got him to admit that such a thing as racism does exist, but he's all like, no, it's single mums and a little bit education. I'm like, right, education. So maybe they're not getting enough funding. It's like, no, no, it's Obama's fault because he doesn't let them change schools. What? After a certain point, you realize you're wasting time. Like these guys are just convinced of the black and white world that they live in. There's nothing you can say or do to change that. Whether it's sitting down with them in person would would help, I don't know. But online, there's so many barriers up. There's such a huge fog of war and so many preconceived notions and biases that you're really battling uphill to get anyone to shift even a tiny little degree away from like a really hardline stance. So hopefully one day I'll be able to just let it go and pick my battles. But uh, until then, I'm just going to keep rolling around in the mud uh, and maybe improve slightly. It's a, it's a, it's a work in progress, and, but I do want to get better at the arguing. i just got to understand that the medium limits it. In person, it might be a lot easier. In person, it's harder to draw on Wikipedia and cut and paste links from reputable websites. Um, but some people, they're so convinced of their point of view that no matter what site you find, they're just like, oh, fake news, they're biased. CNN, it's owned by Soros or whoever it is. And it's, well, there's nothing you can do with people like that. And that does fascinate me. Because again, they're getting up every day, they've got a good job, got children, they've got their functioning members of society apparently, yet have this warped, delusional view of the world. And how do they get to that? And how do I come at them in a way that's humble and questioning and helps them? That's the ultimate way to do it, I think, is to, by asking questions, not manipulate in a deceptive way, but help them get to a point themselves where they realize, oh, hang on, maybe I do have this a little bit the wrong way around or consider things that they hadn't thought of before uh, and not just like preach at them, like bang them over the head with other things, just go lead them to it in a way. So it's sort of, it's like the ultimate trick of being able to get someone to do what you want by thinking it's what they want to do and not in a dodgy propaganda way, but leading someone to the truth and that's what it all comes down to. What's the truth? So it's a fascinating journey. And hopefully uh, I'll get better at seeing the truth myself and also helping other people see it. So that's enough on that topic for today. What movies have I seen? Happy Fun Time Murders? Or is that just Happy Time Murders? It's the name of the show was Happy Fun Time. I can see why it didn't do too well. I'm on IMDb right now looking at Operation Repo. There's not a lot of trivia considering it's a show that did... 14 seasons, there's almost no, uh, there's 29 user reviews. This might be fun to just read those out. But yeah, I was going to look up Happy Fun Time. So let's check. Happy, the Happy Time Murders. I don't know why I was adding all these extra words. This is more fun. And 5.2, I'm going to rate it. I'm going to rate it. It'll probably make me log in because, yeah, no, I'm logged in. So I'm going to give it a, so it was a 10 on the, on the review on Banana Split that I just gave. I gave it a 6. Now I'm thinking that's a bit generous, looking at how much, how many stars that occupies out of 10, it looks a bit high. So I'm going to actually drop that down to like a four. 
Yeah, not that it makes a big difference, but Jesus. Yeah, it was a waste of potential. John McHale, totally wasted. He was being a dick, which he can do really well. Yeah, it was just one dimensional. And really lame jokes. Like they would just go, idiot says what? And he would be like, what? And they'd just repeat that and rinse and repeat over and over again. And somehow the FBI could come in and go, you're off this case. Even though she's like a New York detective. Or LA, sorry. That's a bit of a... That's one thing I did stuff stuff up completely in Banana Split. They were talking about uh, how Michael B. Jordan was considered for Superman. And I was like, they can't do that. He's Black Panther. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, yeah, he's still got movies to go. And they're like, dude, that's Chadwick Boseman. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I knew that. But it just... I don't think it was a racist thing, subconscious or otherwise. I just got their names mixed up. I would have done it with anyone. Uh, so, yeah, my bad. He could totally be Superman. It'd be an interesting take. I've never seen that before, even in the comics. I've got no problem with it. I don't know if it'll stick, but hey, I'd love to see it. As long as it's written well and everything else. The other one I watched, Mile 22, I already talked about. I can remember the editing well enough to mention that. I talked about that probably too long last time. But yeah, just one a week. It's not not as many as I'd like. Next week I'll be watching... Uh, Teen Titans cartoon hopefully on Friday with Lewis so looking forward to that I'll be bringing him some books and a pop vinyl that I picked up today at Collector Mania oh that's what I wanted to talk about so I did go to this convention slash market more of a market sometimes we have a cosplay competition he's got no room for it at the moment he's waiting till we can get a bigger stage and that's fair enough I mean he makes his money from selling tables got to get as many as he can in there it costs him like fifteen hundred dollars or so worth of tables you could have otherwise used i can completely understand we had a good run while we went there's some kind of uh news here on imdb glowing reviews for mark rentals the merger and jeremy sims feature documentary wayne counted for very little as both titles had mediocre openings that surprised and disappointed exhibitors as the business was heavily reliant the buoyant second weekend of Crazy Rich Asians and a feisty debut by The Nun, a spin-off of The Conjuring. Apparently it's not very good. Nearly watched it instead of Be Fun Time, but it was showing later, and she's not a big fan of those horror movies. McQueen, the biopic of the brilliant British fashion designer Alexander McQueen, had a middling opening, underlining the challenges facing the ailing art house market. You Were Never Really Here... Juliet naked and the med- miseducation of Karen Post bombed. Clearly, each relied on festival screenings as the main revenue source. Uh, the Merger, the warm-hearted comedy drama about a struggling small-town football team. Oh, that one. Recruits refugees to survive on 80 screens, generating $93,000. This total included festival screenings. So it's clearly an Australian article. IF.com. They used to have a magazine, I think. So many of them just shut down and went online kind of sad right so yeah 93,000 the total including festival screens for the film based on the stage show bloody cinema stuff 80 screens but including festivals it's 186 so that doubles it Wayne well apparently it's not very good and Wayne's a bit of a dick so that only took 30 grand don't really feel sorry for just going off the review that I read the, the one single one so who knows disappointing to see the merger and Wayne struggle yeah of course Australian cinema and documentary not really a commercial market for it unfortunately unless you make something really really like niche no what's the word genre 
Like Wolf Creek. Book Club, 800 grand. That's not bad. A Meg. It's outperforming all expectations. 90... No, sorry, 9.3 million. I'm going to say. Uh, that's just here. It's 492 million worldwide. There you go. Mile 22 collapsed by 52%, taking 500 grand. 2.0 million. So like on the weekend and 2 million thus far. That sucks. Whereas Mission Impossible got to 20 million after making 500 grand at six a weekend. And it's collared 212 million in the US and 500 internationally for the global haul of 700 million. It's not a billion, but yeah, they've got to be happy with that. They're not saying if that's the expectation reached. And there's my phone. I've got to turn that. Come on, with the freaking Gabriel isn't going to bed. So that sucks. Someone gave him a cupcake. It wasn't me. It was definitely his grandparents. Not a good idea an hour before sleep. Uh, Black Klansman's not going very well. I really wanted to see that. Mamma Mia climbed to 22 million. Apparently it's done well. Lucrative 400 million worldwide. Slender Man is on its last legs after scraping up 120 grand in its third frame and 1.7 million for Sony. The Happy Time Murders is heading out for the exit after $105,000 third weekend tally bought the total to a meager 1.38 million so yeah that bond i can see why because it was bad it was just simply bad and uh, the last movie i saw her in was spy that was kind of funny it was fresh it had its moments jason statham he was quite good in it playing like a complete idiot he was really he was basically setting himself up as this action hero that couldn't get anything done yeah so the only stuff that ever does well in the australian market seems to be american and not, not that that's the only requirement, but it's like, if you're not, then good luck. So that's what happened on IMDb. Let's go back to Reddit. There's a lot of Ask Reddit threads, but you really get lost in those. Like, you can't just read the Ask Reddit prompt. You've got to then sink into the rabbit hole of, like, 10 million comments. But, yeah, I want to go to Today I Learned. There it is. The last one on my favorites list. Let's find something hot. Something fresh off the... Jesus, today I learned that all men have a scar of what was supposed to be the vagina. During embryonic, embryotic development, everyone has a genital opening. Wow. In females, it develops into the labia and vagina, and when male hormones enter, it's fused together, leaving a scar that runs from the anus over the scrotum and up. Oh, I thought that was the uh, perineum. So that little scarry bit used to be a vagina. Christ, that leaves me a bit confused. It's okay. I'll leave. Well, that's nuts. Both George Lucas and Steven Spielberg personally called Bill Watterson about a Calvin and Hobbes movie and he turned them both down. Dude, that guy really doesn't care about money. It's all about the art. But you'd think one of those directors could have done justice to it. I'd lean more towards Steven Spielberg. I can't really see it off the page, but it would have been interesting to see the concept at least. Not only did camels used to roam the Arctic, but they actually originated from North America. Why the hell? They, they left and then never came back. There's no trash collection on most of New York City's Roosevelt, Roosevelt Island because a pneumatic tube system sends 10 tons of garbage a day from trash chutes in buildings to a trash processing plant at 60 miles an hour. Well, that's pretty fucking cool. Wow. That's strange. Donnie Doonigan, a retired United States Marine Corps drill instructor, managed to keep secret through his entire career that he was a voice actor in Walt Disney's Bambi film 
providing the voice of young Bambi. Well, I can kind of see why, given the job. Scorpion Venom is the most expensive liquid on the planet, priced at $39 million a gallon. Why? I have to know why on that one. Why are people buying that? Guess I need to start milking scorpions. You can milk anything with nipples. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Hmm. Yeah, never read the comments, as they say. But yeah, I'm looking for why. I don't want to have to actually click and read the article. Come on. Milking venom is a specialized skill set. Thousands in the alley behind my house. Who do I call to make this exchange of scorpions for money? Better off hunting for dead beach whales. The blubber is used to make perfumes. And is highly sought after. Yeah, I've heard of that. It's really smelly too, but um, get a concentrated version. And you're doing well. Antimatter is worth about $60 trillion per gram since it takes $25 million to produce a milligram. Also, it kind of immediately annihilates itself once it becomes into contact with any regular matter. Mainly it is used to study the universe milliseconds after the Big Bang. You know, I thought that stuff didn't hang around for very long. But yeah, there's nothing here about why and what they use it for, unless I really sit there and read every single thing. I was halfway through the article, and it bounced me out to this whitelist page. God, that's annoying. Not this time, just let me read the fucking thing. Christ, that's annoying. Ad blocker can sometimes be make things a bit harder than you want. I'd rather have a, an ad on the side than have to get cut off halfway through an article. Scorpion venom possesses protein that can be used for the treatment of conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, and multiple sclerosis. Right, I don't know how they use it or why like that actually works, but... It does. So other high priced unique liquids such as snake venom, LSD, or even mercury don't break out of the thousands. So even though it's probably insanely difficult to f obtain a full gallon of snake venom, even if you got just a small portion of that amount, you could quickly become a millionaire. Good to know. It's very biological today. Today I learned the current country of Chile is so long that it would stretch from the northernmost point of Norway all the way south to Morocco. Well, damn, that is a long-ass country. I do plan on going one day. Uh, hopefully with my son, whose mother was born there. But God knows how that would work. At this point, I'll be happy to go to Melbourne, which is just over a month away. I said I can easily get the time off. Uh, my cousin said I'd be able to stay with my uncle. And uh, they're not back yet. They're coming back soon. They, they only live like an hour from Melbourne so it's annoying the drive in the morning but it's still worth saving the money of paying for a motel because god knows how much that would cost I might have a look if there's one right next to where PAX is held and it's only say a hundred and something a night but that seems unlikely apparently something else is on that weekend in Melbourne some kind of Formula One thing no not for there's a, a race of some kind the American village of Haida, Alaska is unique in that it is only accessible by land from Canada and uses Canadian utility services, border security, emergency services, telephone area code and time zone. Those poor Americans. The second most used natural resource worldwide after fresh water is sand. There you go. Fun facts. Do remember right now though that I, had, I was going to talk about, I was going to have a bit of a bitch session. Collector Mania was fun. I did spend more money than I ever expected to, which is always the case. I think last time I didn't have any. I'd lost my wallet briefly and didn't find it till a week later, so I couldn't really spend a lot of money. But this time I went a bit nuts. 
I bought all the cars I wanted. I could have obviously bought more, but I did go a bit silly with the loose stuff in the bins. It's nice and cheap. I was there for about two or three hours, just wandering around, lost in the toys. I was a bit upset that I couldn't see the youngest out there, but um, things are tricky right now, so we're just going to wait. You know, and he's a bit young anyway, still two. Like, it'll be more fun for him when he's slightly older and can tell what's going on though. He's pretty smart for his age. He's getting a lot better with... He's got this little Batman, a Superman, an Iron Man, a Thor, a Captain America, and they get along like a house on fire. These sort of six-inch dolls that he runs around with and they, oh, gets him to sit down, have little tea parties, drives him around, puts him in a bus, they shake hands, they hug, he makes him do the splits. If they get hurt, he bandages them up. It's like a whole little family. It's really cute. Yeah, so hopefully next time, which there's one in November apparently. Uh, yeah, but no, I ran into a little bit of a problem and it, I've had that issue before, not quite as glaring as today, where I've looked at the cars that are apparently up to half price. God knows how many actually are half price, but I've got a feeling none. But there's a group, or more like a shop from south of Wollongong, funnily enough. Maybe I'll visit them during the week and go, you bastards. But yeah, they take up a lot of space in the left. You go into the Collector Mania, way over on the left. I didn't catch the name. Lindsay told me uh, the name, and I just instantly forgot. But essentially, they've got a whole bunch of tables, and they've got these big signs everywhere, like just massive clearance, half price. So it makes you think, oh, there's a bit to dig through here. It's a bit of a treasure hunt. There's no real organization to it. It's, you name it, they've got it, like, hard to figure out where they're from, diecast collectibles of all types, sizes, ages. You got stuff in the 70s, you got industrial equipment, you got diggers. Like it's a smorgasbord of all the sorts of collectible little vehicles you can imagine. I found a couple I didn't mind, like muscle cars with the rubber wheels, like really sweet, like Johnny Lightning ones. Uh, they're basically like Hot Wheels on steroids. It's more detail, more quality, and they're always like sweet rides. You just go, oh, yeah, that'd be nice to sort of stick in the mix and re it would really stand out as eye candy but, uh yeah so i found two i brought them up i actually had a couple the girl that was available was like oh i'm sorry those ones without the stickers they're just probably like nine or ten bucks so there's no special on them it's only the ones with the orange sticker so i went all right the orange sticker found two took them back went right so this one here you know the price is on the back literally there on the sticker nine dollars so that's going to be 450 she went, yep, went, okay. Do you take FPOS? Because I didn't want to use the ATM. It was a $2.50 ATM. I'm a bit cheap. I'm like, hang on. I'd rather just pay pass. And anyone that's serious about having a small business will generally have those little pay pass apps that connect to your phone. It's like a tiny little electronic thing. These guys had a proper old school one, but weren't going to let me use it for less than $10 purchase. Fair enough. They're probably paying 20 or 30 cents <laughs> if it's still 90.90. You know the call to the bank so i'm like all right i'll find something else before i did that though again showed her the card it was the, the orange sticker it's half price right yep half price okay cool found another one it was uh, a little bit more expensive but i figured with the half price why not got them both brought them up she was busy the guy was there now he's the owner i gave him to him i said this should be 10 bucks right and i'll pay by card and he goes yep sure 19 dollars i went what and he goes, yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, you can't use the card to it's cash only. And then he, cha I said, wait, but she said more than $10. Oh, okay. Okay. $19. Went, 
Went, yeah, but also she said they were half price. Oh no, it's up to half price. And she's all like, oh yeah, it's totally just up to half price. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to buy anything. I don't think. And he's just like, yeah, good. So I just went, yeah, you guys really need to get your story straight. So that was it. I mean, it's a trivial little altercation, but for a business that's there every single time, and I'm there every single time, they could potentially, I mean, I know that time I only picked two cars, but as I hopefully have more income available as the time goes by, and uh, I enjoy going to the place and seeing what they have and find a few other things I like. The point is, it's a very competitive marketplace. There's a lot of stalls selling exactly the same thing. One way that you could stand out from the others is to have good clear signage and maybe decent service, which that place clearly has neither of. I don't really, really know if it's worth posting on the Facebook event like, hey, these guys kind of stuffed up. It might seem a little um, whiny or something, but yeah, they need to know that that's not how you run a business. I'll probably feel better just after saying this and that'll be the end of it. But yeah, I'm definitely not going back there unless they completely change the way they do things. Because as I know it's not a large amount of money we're talking about here, but it's more the principle of just like, guys, you don't have one person working there, say a whole bunch of stuff. You act on that. And then the other person's like, oh no, that's not how it is at all. If they tried that in like a Kmart or a you know retail store, it just, they would last about five minutes. So you're yeah, not impressed at all with them. Otherwise everyone was great. Uh, there was lots of good deals. I managed to buy uh, two figures from a graphic novel that I've been reading called Saga. Um, three into it. I picked it up randomly from one of those discount bookshops. That wasn't that cheap. Even at those like crazy remainders bookshops in malls, they still sell them for like $25, $30, like a trade paperback. So what the hell? Apparently I just missed a sale, which was the first time in years that the assistant had seen the graphic novels even discounted. Like it was only 20 or 30%, but still, damn, I would have snapped up a few because they're probably one of the few things I actually legit sit down and physically read at the moment other than, say, a good weekend or a Spectrum lift out. Uh, that's more toilet reading, like a comic. I wouldn't take it near the bathroom, the water and all that sort of thing. I like to keep them nice. So if I get up and I don't quite want to get out of bed, I'll pull one out or maybe go into the backyard if it's a nice day, sit on the deck chair. And yeah, it just feels like it's a little bit more wholesome to do that than um, jumping straight on red again. So, and it's been good. That comic really surprised me. I mean, is it Brian Vaughan? Brian K. Vaughan is behind The Last Man. Please, I'm going to look him up. Brian K. Vaughan. Saga. There it is. So, and that's the first thing that comes up. Why The Last Man? That's what I was looking for. And that's been an option for quite some money to get a series made. As for Saga, I'm not sure they're going to do a series on that. Uh, Mo Shami has his shop. We always spar online, but in person he's great. Very different philosophically. He's quite a like fundamentalist. Not extremist, but just like very conservative Muslim dude. Even though he has like uh, mad about like all the different sports mad about comics which is weird like for me for someone that like anyone that might take drugs he's got no sympathy for people that OD women that might want to have an abortion all those like progressive liberal type things that most people that are into comics and that sort of art are for like he's really old school but otherwise like you can chill out and have a chat yeah he really knows his stuff like he'd read Saga <laughs> I was like I'm not sure I should give it to my nine year old 
so I might keep it at home for a while first. And he's like, yeah, that whole sex scene with the guy with the TV on his head might be a bit too much. So he had read them. But publication history, plot, the family, family's pursuers, critical reception. I'm just on the Wikipedia, obviously. It's got a bunch of awards. So that's cool. That's probably how it ended up. It has to go pretty far critically and um, commercially to end up in a remainder's bookshop. Censorship. Apple had prohibited the sale of issue 12 through iOS because the two panels depicted oral sex between men. Oh no. God, I've probably already read that because I'm doing the graphic novels. Like some of the stuff Mo mentioned to me that would be too explicit, I hadn't even, I I totally forgot because I'm so jaded. That resulted in an outrage, of course, from the artists who pointed out similarly explicit content in previous issues and other works sold through iTunes. William Gibson and others suggested that restriction could have occurred specifically because the drawings depicted gay sex. So, and we're back. I had to turn off the phone because it just keeps on ringing. And I was talking about uh, Saga. Brilliant, brilliant graphic novel. I was going to talk about it on Banana Split today, but I kind of forgot. I, knew, I guess that's what was bothering me. I, bothering me. I knew there was something. What happened with the censorship? A day later, Digital Comic distributed Comicsology and asked if that it had been they, not Apple, who had chosen not to make the issue available. Oh yeah, like William Gibson was like, dude, it must be the gay sex. And they chose to not make it available based on Apple's rules. And that after receiving clarification, the issue would now be sold via iOS. All right, God, talk about storming a teacup. So it's included on the American Library Association's list of the 10 most frequently challenged books that year. What's that mean? Challenged for containing nudity and for being anti-family that's ridiculous. If you've even read it, you're like, oh, it's the most pro-family thing I've ever seen. Sexually explicit and unsuited for age group. Well, what do you mean unsuited for age group? Like, it's not targeted at children. It's just a novel with pictures. Like, you're not putting it in you, like kindergarten. Oh, I mean, what year is it? And they're still going on like, I could watch this thing on YouTube, I think this morning, and it was, uh, no, it was late last night. I was staying up a bit late. Basically, it was Oprah in the 90s and some musician went on to complain about it was iced tea as well and the musician i'd never heard of but he was really eloquent and he completely shut down someone named tipper gore i, I imagine is al gore's wife and she had a bunch of priests and stuff with her trying to shut down music and complaining about lyrics and all this and they're like oh we need to have labels and censorship because the parents don't have time and they might not know what the children are listening to and rightfully so iced tea was just like Dude, sit down, talk to your children, find out what they're listening to, ask them why they like it, and talk about their lyrics. Just talk, communicate with your children. I just, ah. And she had no answer. She was just like, oh, no, well, they're working parents, and they don't have... No, be a parent. Here we go, in other media. Interest has been expressed. Vaughan and Staples reaffirmed their desire not to do so. The point of Saga was to do absolutely everything I couldn't do in a movie or TV show. I'm really happy with it just being a comic. Merchandise has been produced based on the series, which is what I bought today from Mo, and I paid a lot more than I expected to. I saw these two figures, I know, maybe four or five inches. I'm not very good with <laughs> Bigger than G.I. Joe's, let's put it that way, but not much. Um, the old, the, the 80s versions. And pretty well made. Both of them together, the couple, Marco and Alana. And yeah, they just look really good sitting there in the box. And I was like, well, he's doing a discount on figures, 25% off. So uh, let's do it. But then he didn't have a price. He's just like, oh, I just go off what's on um, 
eBay. So he had to look up what they were selling for on his phone. So I was like, well, how do you take 25% off that? Well, one had sold for 80, another one had sold for 120. He said, I'll give it to you for 70. So I was like, well, I guess that seems fair. I'd never bought anything using that like criteria before, but if they're selling for that much, then maybe they're kind of worth that much and possibly forever. Yeah, so I went with it. It didn't seem like there's a lot around. It was 2016 when they were made. And maybe it's an investment. Not that I'm ever going to make any money on it, but, you know. It's a lot more than I expected to pay for two figures that aren't like full-size statues. I'm, I'm happy I got them. They're in there. I'll glance at them now and then and go, yep, I love that, that series. It's weird that he doesn't want them to be a show because you could totally do it now with technology that is available and enough money. And then I was talking before the podcast to, or maybe it was Mo himself that was saying, yeah, they're gonna, that's why they're worth so much is because they're going to make a show. So I don't know where he got that from. I think he was confusing it with why, which is definitely uh, The Last Man. It's definitely getting a show. A line of t-shirts featuring Lion Cat, which, is, which have become visible in popular media. In Pac-Man Fever, oh, it's an episode of Supernatural. The character Charlie Bradbury, played by Felicia Day, a 2013 episode, is seen wearing a Lion Cat t-shirt. Christ, do you think it's been around that long? 2012? Wow, how have I managed to avoid it all this time? That's, that breaks my heart. But at least I'm getting to binge on them now. Uh, it would be hard to read like Drip Fed to me. Day, who was referred to Saga as the best comic ever, indicated the show writer Robbie picked out the shirt. Well, that's cool. The controversial cover of the first issue was referenced in the meme materialization of the Big Bang Theory. She's reading the first trade paperback, which I have, which features the same cover as the first issue. Well, it was kind of not rude, but suggestive, maybe? Oh, yeah, she's breastfeeding. Not a lot of comics of a woman with wings breastfeeding a baby right on the cover. Raj, that's the Indian guy, observes that. Though the Big Bang Theory is often criticized for its portrayal of comic book fans, according to comic book resources, reaction to the scene by fans of Saga who saw it was mostly positive. Gee, they really like milking any kind of mention. Like That's not a big deal. Yeah, I'm down for it. I'm hoping they keep pumping them out. I don't know if they're still going. 49 to 54, September 19th, 2018. So it looks like they're still going. It's good to see. The creator has hit gold, lightning in a bottle, and he's still cracking along. All right, so there's a picture of a guy in cosplay there as he's like the the royal, the dude with the robot with the TV head, Prince something number four, Albert. And it's pretty good. He's got the little novel there. That's cool. That's a good cosplay. The artwork's beautiful. The artwork is insane. That's a big thing for me. It shouldn't be. It should all be about story, but a beautifully illustrated book that, that really puts it over the line for me with so much out there. Big ups to that one. S-A-G-A Saga. More of that, please. All right, back to Reddit. Basketball player Tim Duncan was almost an Olympic-level swimmer, but had to quit due to Hurricane Hugo destroying his practice pool, forcing him to practice in the ocean he quit soon after due to his fear of sharks. Sharks, that's insane. I'm sure he made more money playing NBA. So good, for, good. That everything came up Millhouse. Wow. So Rodney King was pulled over for a traffic violation by the LAPD on 2011 March the third, 20 years exactly after his beating. Damn. In patients with nerve damage, the skin doesn't get wrinkly when submerged submerged in water. Interesting. I'm at 48 minutes. That's probably good enough. God knows how much shorter when I finish. I mean, getting rid of all the arms.
There's a couple, I can't stop reading these things, it's so cool. The UK developed an app in 2014 called Spider in the House, which helped identify house spiders. They discovered the peak months of spiders moving indoors in September, and most of males seeking mates. Ugh, not a big fan of spiders. But yeah, obviously when it gets cold, they're going to come inside. Well, yeah, I kind of figured that, but hadn't really ever thought about it. Stripes you see on the tiger's fur also appear on the skin beneath. These stripes are similar to fingerprints. No two tigers have the same pattern. Well, that makes sense. Bamboo Pentagon, the near mythical headquarters of the Viet Cong in Cambodia, which the US Special Forces suffered heavy casualties every time they tried to capture. No Viet Cong leader was ever killed or captured by US bombing or Special Forces. Well, damn, that's pretty badass. Gotta give them points for that. Those guys with like rudimentary tech, but all the passion of just wanting to defend their own home and hearth did uh, really punch above their weight. Well, there you go. Female lumberjacks are called lumberjills. Of course they are. Mexico in 1938 was the only country to oppose the Anschluss, German annexation of Austria. <laughs> of course they were. Good old Mexico. I don't know if that's they're known for doing things like that, but it's good to stand out from the crowd sometimes. The original Jabba scene, there's a cut here on YouTube, where Jabba was human. I'll have to watch that. Kevin Fast, a Canadian pastor who has multiple world records in powerlifting, including the pulling of a 200-ton Globemaster 3. It's like a big plane. By a distance of, let's say, 9 metres. So, that's pretty badass. Tesla vehicles use a pin to drive system. This enables owners to require a pin, in addition to a key fob, fob, or authenticated phone. That's pretty cool. Before actually driving off with the vehicle. That seems like an obvious no-brainer, once you've got a computer driving the thing. Samuel Jackson chatted with Jim Carrey for the 15 minutes backstage at the 1999 MTV Movie Awards without recognising him because Carrey was in disguise. Oh, there's a sneaky one, that Carrey. Uh, so the Cannonball Run, I know a little bit about this. Here's a detail that I've forgotten. It's an illegal road race from New York to LA, held five times during the 70s. The record was 32 hours and 51 minutes. I'm pretty sure that was beaten by a guy in the 2000s who was running those gumball rallies and bald dude really cool he ended up on that forum <laughs> I used to get so annoyed because I got kicked off for being too much of a uh, I would just spam threads I was bored I was on a train train guard not much to do so I would just be like power forms I'd, I'm, I'm happy I've forgotten because it wasn't a it was a pretty toxic environment just full on trolls but yeah he ended up posting one of the threads about the race the only reason I liked the forum is because it was fairly anything goes and uh, it was a lot of cool car stuff and stories. So, Yeah, that was one of the more interesting threads. He started giving feedback on the documentary that he made about doing it. And I think it was something like 31 hours. It wasn't a huge difference because back then there was obviously less cops, less congestion. And it was still pretty tough to do that time. Like they had help and I don't know if they were driving while refueling at some points, but Ferrari's... Like, it was a long time ago, but they could still max out at 200 miles an hour, which is, I think, close to 300 k's an hour. So, crazy stuff. Like, nuts. And it's pretty obvious why. Even when he did it in the 2000s, I, I'm not going to click on that because that's a, another rabbit hole, but I know he had to have so much help. There was, like, uh, planes flying above him, telling him if there was cops and all that sort of thing. So, it's just... 
and it would probably be even harder these days because it must be at least 10 years ago now that that happened. I could just scroll forever on this. Look, if I go all the way down, it just keeps loading. So I've got to really <laughs> just stop at some point. I've got to find a really juicy one and then that will do. That will sign us out at, uh, yeah, it'll be close to a solid 60. I've just got to find one that's like perfect. I'm like, all right, I can end on that. Oh yeah, and I've got like news. The other thing is I found out the Brain Trust network that I have been on for since this started not happening anymore I called it quits Barry uh, if you're listening I'm sorry to hear that it's going uh, maybe you'll just process this and put it straight up online but uh, I love loved your work all this time and gonna miss being able to use you guys because you're awesome and you know not overly expensive it's been really reasonable I'm looking around now for other ones I'm gonna have to migrate all the episodes so people have to resubscribe on the new uh, from the new host because it'll be new RSS feed or whatever it is iTunes pumps them out from or well, that's like what the apps find and then throw on their feed so I'll have to resubscribe to whatever RSS feed uh, it ends up being pumped out at. I will put all the uh, episodes from Banana Split and this up like they're going to get migrated over but yeah I'm still yet to decide on an app there's I mean on a host there's Wooshka which is free but apparently they put, can put ads in if you're too popular there's no chance of that so that's tempting a few people have mentioned LibSync LibSyn again which I used initially but it was too much work I want the host to do all the work I'm like come on man just let me send you the file and you do everything else that's essentially what I want and uh, LibSyn there's definitely a lot of back end stuff that they get you to do from what I could see so um, I'll check out Wushka, but really I want like these guys were great because I could just send literally upload it I just had to add in like the name of the episode put some details in and they did everything else So really yeah, if I can find some someone else that does exactly the same thing Then I'll be pretty happy uh, Some guy did get in touch, but he was talking about $50 a month for both podcasts and yeah, I wasn't super happy about that Hopefully within a couple of weeks. I'll find a new one go from there fingers crossed Anyway, yeah, I was going to have one more. Today, we're learning. George Harrison organized the first humanitarian aid concert that raised an estimated $12 million for Bangladesh between 1971 and 1985 thanks to album sales and subsequent film screenings of the event. Well, damn. You the man, George. You the man. Hurricanes used to be named only after women after feminist groups protested after the implied slur that women alone were tempestuous and unpredictable Men's names were also used for the such weather beginning in 1979. Well, that's kind of interesting. Uh, that might have to wrap it up there. Come on. There's something that's just punchy. Something's going to go, what? What? I need something like that. I need a real, like, what? Right, this will have to do, because I've been looking for a while. Nothing's really jumped out of me except this. A Czech general once ordered his skin to be made into a war drum which was beaten in times of emergency. Man, and 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 it doesn't get much more metal than fucking that. So on that note, and uh, if you think you're hardcore, just remember that guy. I just imagine him, them doing it, like, as he's going. Like, I'm on the way out. Do it to me now. I need to know it's happening. What? No, I couldn't. You'd better do it. And they're so scared into doing it, it just happens. And then he's their war drum forever. That's the sort of pluck that took to kick the Nazis out. They were one of the first to throw out the Soviets as well. 
So, yeah, don't fuck with the checks, I imagine. Now, I wanted to find that clip from Star Wars. Oh, there we are. All right, so on that note, thanks for listening. You've been awesome. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. Pump it. <laughs>